Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina, Abby, and Michelle. And today we are coming to you with our pretty much very first um, Love Shows episode. We're going to be talking about episodes one and two of F-Boy Island. And then we will be talking about episode three of The Bachelorette. So, okay. Starting with F-Boy Island here. I saw season one of F-Boy Island, so I knew a little bit about what to expect when watching this show. Um, I loved season one. I just It's just such a fun show. But Abby and Michelle, this is your first time watching this show, right? What, what were your like first takeaways watching the first couple episodes? Um, yeah, this is the first time I've watched the show, and I didn't go back and start with season one. I started with season two, um, and it was like funnier than I thought it was going to be like they inject a lot of humor into it and kind of tongue-in-cheek uh comedy so I like that I thought it was fun I think it's a fun show I think so too Abby what do you think do we lose you Abby Abby okay well I guess no. I'll keep going here what was Nikki uh, the host on season one too? Yeah, she was. She said so, so funny. Yeah, when I was watching the episode, I was like, oh my God, like her voice, she sounds, because my mom was here visiting me and we were watching so much Flea Market Flip and, I, and her voice sounds just like Laura Spencer from Good Morning America and Flea Market Flip. And I'm like, oh my God, like it was driving me nuts. And then my husband walked by when I was watching it. He's like, are you watching Flea Market Flip? Like, what What are you watching in there? <laughs> so he thought the same thing too. So they have like the same voice. It was it was kind of funny. He thought the same thing I did about her voice. But she, I think she's a really great host. I think so too. I think she does a really good job. And I think she's really fitting for this kind of setting that they're in. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about format. Um do you want to talk about the format of the show? Yes. Yeah, so there's three women um, and there's 26 guys. And the, for the 26 guys, there's 13 guys who have come into the show as nice guys. And then there's 13 guys who have come into the show as F boys. And the three girls are kind of eliminating people trying to find the match for themselves and hoping that the match that they find for themselves is a nice guy. Um, and if they do end up in the end choosing a nice guy, there's a $100,000 prize that they get to split with the guy. If you do end up cho choosing someone who came in as an F boy, the guy will get to choose if he wants to keep the money to himself, all 100K, or split it with um, the girl. So that's kind of how it nets out. I don't know how the finale is going to be. Like, on one of the episodes I was watching, it showed a flashback to the season one finale, which seemed crazy. So I'm excited to see how this finale is going to be. Because even though they said it was going to be very straightforward and it wasn't going to be like last season where when the F-boy picked the money they donated to charity. This season is going to be straightforward. He's going to get to choose to keep it or split it. I'm interested to see what other twist, they might throw another twist or something in the mix there. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. So last season, um, they didn't know until the very end in the finale that, um, ooh, is that my audio? Do I sound like you? No. You sound what? 
Uh, it was just like kind of breaking up for some reason. Is it on your no. end? Okay. No, you sound good. Okay, sorry. Um, so last last season on the season finale, they didn't know until the very end. It was like kind of a surprise that she got to donate it to charity. So I guess like that's just um. Yeah, there might be some kind of twist like there was last season because that was a twist at the end. It wasn't something that they knew about. Otherwise, the F boy would have chose to split the money because then he gets yeah. The money. So, right. so moving on and into really diving in to this season, we have three girls. We have Luis, Mia, and Tamaris, and I just love all three of these girls for so many different reasons reasons um we have Luis, who is a um model from michigan um we have mia who is a dental assistant and a student studying to be a doctor um from florida we have tamaris who is a sales director and model also from florida um i loved tamaris's pink hair that she had I think that all three of these girls just like looked stunning out of the gate. And honestly, I can't pick a favorite girl right now. I love, I love all of them. I think they did a good job casting like different personalities. Like Louise seems like really nice and sweet. Um, Tamar Tamara seems like more out there and outgoing and like, um, a little bit edgier. Um, and Mia seems like she really knows what she's looking for and what she wants and very like confident in herself. So I think they picked like three different personalities. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if y'all already said this, but like I have just watched the cup first couple of season one and I obviously there's a lot left to it, but so far I like these, these three girls better than the ones in season one as a whole. Um, yeah, no, I really, I liked the girls last season too, but yeah, I think that they, they casted really great leads this season for sure. Um, okay. So diving in a little bit to, um, like the, in the very beginning, after they introduced the girls, we have the guy intros. And for me, the guy intros kind of reminded me a little bit of when the Bachelorettes did the speedo fashion show on episode two last week um yeah. but like pretty much they just like were like showing off their abs and like doing some fun trick or something like that and it was just like kind of our introduction to them and I don't know I just me personally I wish that we could have gotten to know them a little bit more but um I understand you know like why they did what they did I was fine with it because I still, even after episode two, like, I was like, I don't even know who some of these guys are. Right. That they I were know. bringing into the elimination. I was like, I haven't seen him once. Right. So. I, I completely agree with you. And then, like, for the longest time, I thought Nikki P and Mikey D were the same person. And that might be because of Mikey P. I'm not really sure. But. <laughs> you know who Mikey D looks like to me? Every time I see him, I just picture Ronnie. He, from yes. Jersey Shore. Like I know he's a Jersey boy, but I just see Ronnie in him. He looks he looks so much like him. Yeah, I can totally see that. agree. And the other thing that was driving me nuts on this is every, like every single guy's name is a variation of Nick. 
there's Nikki P, there's Nikolai, there's Nico, there's Nick, uh, Nick W. I'm like, I can't, I can't keep all the Nick straight. So mm -hmm. I, I was struggling with that. I completely agree. And then the fact that Nick and Nicol Nikolai, they both did like the same entrance. So we had three different guys do like the corny lasso thing. And I don't know, I'm, I was, I'm just not a fan, but it was Nick, Nikolai, uh, Nick, Nick, Nikki P and Ilan. Is that how you say his name? I'm not sure, but um, yeah. So the entrances in my opinion, were just like kind of boring personally, but it is what it is. Like, I understand that they have to introduce the guys in some way and that's just, their way um of doing it so they each each of the girls are given a three vip passes to hand out to um to the guys based on their first impressions so we have um louise giving her First impression, um, I almost called it a first impression, Rose. That's funny. Her VIP, her VIP pass to um, Mercedes, Noam, and Jared. We have Mia giving her VIP pass to Peter, Kyland, and Jared. And then we have Tamaris giving her VIP badge to Tom, Nico, and Jared. So all three of these girls picked Jared for their VIP pass. It was their only person that was repeated, but all three repeated them. What did you two think about that? Um, I, I, don't, I don't remember what he did that made them all pick him. I think he just had great abs. I don't remember. Literally, he walks, uh, I, I rewatched it, and he walks up, and he, like, literally just, like, undoes his shirt, and they see his yeah. abs. And he like turns around. That's literally all he did. There you go. So I don't know. I mean, but they not all of them, but most of them have abs. I don't I just don't understand. That's so funny, Christina, because I was thinking like so many of these guys are in a, like amazing shape that mm -hmm. he stood out to them all, but good for him. Right. Okay. Oh, I wanted to ask y'all who's this host? Because she's funny. Nikki Glacier. I've never heard of her before. She's a comedian. Okay, that's <laughs> since then. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's great. Um, okay, so do either of you want to talk about first dates? Um so they went to well, after this went to the Brochella, right? Yeah, and then they had so they went to the Brochella and then they had to pick one person to do. So oh, you know what we didn't talk about, about was Peter came in from season one. Oh, yeah. He was the last F boy to come in. That's right. Yeah. And Mia was just like obsessed with him upon his arrival. And she admitted that like she even had previously looked him up on Instagram and was like obsessing over him. <laughs> so I was curious. Do you think they brought him on? because they knew Mia liked him or they, they had already planned to bring him on? I don't know. So hundred percent, I think so. But he's also a good TV personality. But I think it's, yeah. So I think it's a combination of both. I'm sure 
that they asked the girls at some point, like, which of the guys, and then I think we see in episode two, even, um, is it Tamaris or Luis? One of them is talking about, like, oh, like, if I, if I had a type, it'd be Casey from season one or something like that. So, like, we're, we're seeing them flash back to these people from the previous season. So I do think that they, like, asked them that, and that's probably why um, they brought Peter there is because they knew P- Mia was interested, but also, like, we see at the end of episode one um, that um, they bring back, um, why am I Garrett? And so I think that they're going to be bringing people back this season. And since they are bringing people back, it made sense to just like place one of them in the very beginning. And they, I think they just picked me as pick, honestly. I don't know. And he, he was eliminated first last season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what were you wanting to say about Rochella? No, I just was, I was just trying to get how we got to the date. So they go to Brochella, all the guys kind of try to have one-on-ones with the girls and pull them away, whatever. We get the awkward moment with like John trying to, I think it was John, John trying to like talk to Mia and Mia kind of brushing him off, all that. And then from there, the girls kind of decide which guys they want to take on dates, right? The next day. And then they kind of tell them who they want to go with. Okay, got it. Got it, got it, got it. Some of those conversations were so awkward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was cringing. I mean, you're so right. And then poor Mia, like Tamara's just called her over and left her with that homeschool boy. Lukash. <laughs> Is that how you say Okay, Lukash. Yeah. That's how they said it. Yeah. That's it was just going. weird. Like, the John thing was weird. The Lukash thing was weird. Oh, my and... God. Yeah. Okay. So... Even, we see that Jared, the guy that they all liked originally, maybe not, not might not have that great of a personality because he was saying awkward things, too. Like, do you like cats? I have plants. Whatever else. He, I don't even remember what else he was saying. <laughs> I don't know. I don't um, know. Some of, some of these boys aren't very smooth. I know. Seriously. Some of them have no game. Um, okay. So moving on to the dates. <laughs> um, Abby, do you want to talk about any of the dates a little bit? Yeah. Um, okay. So Luis and Benedict, um, I didn't take notes on what they did for the first date in this episode. They went on a yacht date. They did the yacht date. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And. Oh, right. And there, there was like a sandboarding date and okay. Well, anyways, we find out about Benedict that he's a comedian and he travels a lot and hasn't had a, a serious relationship. And I don't know how long, but it's been a long time. So she was just curious, like if that was something, you know, he wanted he was looking for Mm -hmm. um but really all I got from that day was that weird kiss moment where either she went in or he was going in but all of a sudden he he just went for it on the cheek or it's like he was leaning in towards her cheek it was just it was not the best first kiss yeah um very awkward and then Tamaris and is it Jabrian 
Uh-huh. Jabrian, I think. Jabrian. Jabrian. I like that name, Jabrian. That's different. Um, all I took away from him is I I thought he was funny and that he seemed really genuine. Mm-hmm. And then um, in the Mia and Peter date, initially, it didn't really show us that much. So it was, well, their date was like, okay, so they had the ATV date and then they went and they had like a dinner or like some kind of picnic or maybe it was just like a charcuterie board, who knows. But they just like had like this like small like thing. But remember, like their date lasted so long. Lasted longer. Yeah. yeah. So they come in later. But I did think it was hilarious. First of all, I would have been scared of shit too. Cause that bridge did looked not oh, not God. stable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it that she's such a badass and she's like, let's go. And she was the one driving and he's he's uh, you know, freaking out about it. So I love Mia. She's great. Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, I passed, but so then it, it gets back and it shows everyone at the house and I don't know, Michelle, if you want to talk about that or Christina, you do all, all the guys kind of going at each other. It seems like all the guys are really upset that Peter's back and they're upset he's getting so much attention right away off the bat from it. And especially I would say like Mikey D and Danny are the two kind of like leading the charge against him. I did not Um, like Danny this episode. No, me neither. No, Neither did I. (laughs) Um, And they said that Peter said the girls from last season were like so much better. mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, we didn't see him say that, but that's what Mikey D. Oh, we never saw a clip of that. Yeah, that's what Mikey D said. Um, so that was interesting. So eliminations, I feel like, are really interesting in this show because they have each girl has to choose a bottom two guy, and then basically the guys like plead their case, and then they decide which one they're going to eliminate. What do you think about this elimination style? I like it because I feel like all the girls. I mean, obviously they talk, so they each mm-hmm. pick out two. So uh, one, like Tamaris isn't going to pick out two that Mia's really into. Right. Right. Yeah, that ties into something I want to talk about with The Bachelorette, but we'll wait. We'll get there. Um, but yeah. there's I, a lot of guys. There's 26 guys. Yeah, I like it a lot too. I think that it's cool. And I really like the fact that they're able to like plead their case when they know that they're in the bottom two. And I think you guys are absolutely right because in in this episode, there's someone who's in the bottom two that now in the next episode ends up getting a one-on-one date because of how they acted and how they pled their case when they were in the bottom two. So it's it's an interesting way of doing it. And I liked him in episode two. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I sure. couldn't stand him in episode one. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So Luis's bottom two guys are... Zach and Jared. Jared, the one that everybody gave their VIP pass to, um, landed in Luis's bottom two. And um, Luis ended up keeping Jared and eliminating Zach. So at the very end, we find out if they're a nice guy or if they're an F-boy. And we find out that they did the right thing by eliminating Zach because he is an F-boy. Michelle, do you want to talk about Mia's um, bottom two? 
Yeah, Zach made, by the way, Zach made absolutely no impression on me whatsoever. Like, I didn't even remember who he really was. That's probably why um, they eliminated him. So I was fine with him going. Um, Mia, Mia's bottom two, uh, there were Danny, and Danny was really the ringleader behind the charge against Peter and how Peter shouldn't be there. And he and Mikey D did not want Peter there and how getting the whole, the guys kind of riled up and worked up and kind of causing a lot of drama. And then the other guy was John and John was the one on that first Brochella night that was kind of awkwardly following me around and saying, can I talk to you? And like, he, he just was very, very awkward and it wasn't like a natural conversation. So Mia kind of explains to the guys why they're in the bottom two. Um, and before she can get much out, John says, I'm eliminating myself. I don't even want to hear this. Uh, I'm out of here. And he leaves. So Danny gets to stay. Danny asks if he can still plead and hear what he did wrong. So Mia tells him she wasn't really happy with how he behaved and acted um, the previous night about everything to do with Peter. And Danny kind of uh, apologized, owned up to it, and kind of said he, he's there for her and he wants to have a chance with her. So Danny stayed. Um, so with John self-eliminating, the only thing that bothers me there is that we didn't get to find out if he was an F-boy or if he was a nice guy. <laughs> I put that down too. That so frustrated me. I was like, I want to know which one he was. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm guessing he's an F-boy because any guy who's that big of a baby about not getting attention has to be an F-boy. What do you think? You would think. You would think. But I just wish, or like, I wish that even, you know, maybe Nikki would be like, he was an F-boy. Or, like, as he's walking away, she would have yelled at him, like, F-boy, F-boy. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll be able to figure it out later because doesn't everyone get revealed at a certain point? So we can go back and do the math. If there's 13 and 13, we can oh, figure yeah. it out later. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We will be able to figure it out later. Good point, Michelle. So, Abby, do you want to talk about Tamaris's bottom two guys? Yes, because this is my favorite. <laughs> um, so it's... Lucas, 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 Lucas. I'm glad. I'm glad um, he's gone because I can't say his name. <laughs> and Asante were in the bottom two, and um, she decides to eliminate Lucas, 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 um, because he's too young and inexperienced, and apparently he was a virgin and had only had his first kiss like I don't know a week or so before he came a on year. A year, okay. Um, and so she chooses to eliminate him. She keeps Asante. Um, and then it's revealed that he is an F boy, and the girls are shocked, the guys are shocked. Clearly, he's so a liar. He he played his 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 homeschool um innocent act well, I guess. Um but whatever, bye. Like, I didn't think he was cute anyway. Uh, he didn't do anything for me. But I think he says to Luis, like, he, there's always still a spot for you. So, of course, he's still still hitting on her as he goes. Um, okay, so quick side note here. I just saw in some of my other notes that Jared, his entrance, he unbuttoned his shirt, but then... He gave each of the girls a kiss on their hand for his intro. Oh, okay. 
Okay. It was the hand kiss, apparently, that did them in. All three of them, which I think is funny. Um, okay, so, Michelle, what were your top two moments of the episode? Um, I thought Mercedes was a perfect villain. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, he has such strategy. He's cooking something up. Like, the way he called her perfect, and he's going to show her around Dallas. And he, like, kind of just – it reminded me, again, of the Bachelorette where they're meeting for three seconds, and then they're already making out. And he kind of just took a page from that book and did exactly that. And then you see him admit, like, I'm just in this for the money. So I thought he was a great villain. So that's – I think that was a good moment. And Luis seems, like, very captivated by him. So he's doing a good job. Yeah. Um and then my other thing is, I thought Benedict was really funny. And oh my God, I almost fell out of my chair when he did that like blood curdling scream when they found out that Lukash was an F boy in his confessional. He like just let out this scream. I thought it was so funny. So those are my top two. That's funny. Those are, that's a good top two. I really liked Benedict as well. Um, okay, so my top two was um Mia choosing Peter for her first date I just thought that that was like really cute because she obviously liked him a lot from season one and it was fun to watch them go on their first date together but then like in the confessional too when Mia's like if you're an f-boy that's your past hopefully you've changed which like I don't know I mean obviously that's a little naive but I just thought it was really funny that she said that so I gave that one of my favorite moments and then um Garrett is like the F boy of all F boys and him just showing up in Limbro um at the very end of the episode as soon as I saw Garrett on my screen I was like oh my god Garrett's back so I just I had to give that um my my second moment of the episode Abby what were your top two moments of the episode um Peter coming back for this season mm -hmm. um because like I said, I think he's going to bring a lot of entertainment. And I liked him, F-boy or not. So we'll find out if he's a reformed F-boy. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, it's, it's kind of stupid. But so Mia gives her um, lanyard to Kyland. Mm -hmm. And Luis gives her to Noah. And then I never see these two guys again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... Who it's the hell are Kylan and Noah? I We're think Noah makes fun. an appearance next episode, but I still don't know who the fuck Kylan is. <laughs> same, same. I don't know who Kylan is either. And also, I'm pretty sure it's Noam, not Noah. It is. when I Yes, you're right. Because when I wrote that in the next episode, I was like, oh, it's with an M. I'm just going to get all these names messed up. Y'all just get used no, to it. It's okay. It's okay. So what were your least two favorite moments of the episode, Abby? Um... I don't know. Y'all go first. I'm trying to think. Well, I'll, you know what? I'll tell you what. Um, one of my least favorites was um, John eliminating himself. I just think that was like a bitch ass move. Mm -hmm. um, I thought yeah. that was pretty lame. And yeah. then it, pretty much I did not like that Luis was letting Mercedes um, just suck her in. I was like, this girl's getting played. 
Like I got bad vibes from him, which so, changed in the next yeah. episode. Same, same. Okay, I think so. he may actually be a nice guy. But this episode- he he's an F-boy. What are you talking about? He literally yeah, said in one of his confessionals that he's an F-boy. I know, but Peter in season one said he was a nice guy in one of his confessionals. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, no, no, they're messing with us. Okay. I think he could really, I could be wrong, but I'm wondering if he's one of the nice guys. Well, I wrote in my notes that one of my least favorite things is Mercedes is the biggest F boy. (laughs) (laughs) He was this episode. I did, I did not, I was not liking that poor little Louise was just, I know, I know. And sucked in by that kiss. And yes. So that was one of my least favorite moments too, Abby. And then I completely the villain though. Who are we gonna root against? We need him. <laughs> he is, he's a really good villain. <laughs> yeah, I'm rooting for him. Yeah. I am. And I'm just <laughs> praying. I'm not I'm I'm praying that he's gonna prevail and be a nice guy. So <laughs> I'm invested in him. I completely agree with you on my other least favorite thing too, Abby. I put that John is trying so hard with Mia and he's not taking the hint at all. I know that yours was about his like exit or whatever, but basically just John in general. He was just not his episode. Uh, What were your least two favorite moments, Michelle? Um, I think Asante was talking to Tamaris. I want to say I uh, it was Tamaris Louise, and he was saying he's never had a girlfriend, but he's been in situationships. That's what's always in the bottom too. So I put in quotation marks like "side boy," like that's yeah. what it sounds like. He's like the other person, almost like. Mm-hmm. It, it, that was an odd way to situationships. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly even if that is true maybe don't say that I don't know it's not the best thing to lead with so that was one of my least favorite moments and then Lukash just made me feel so awkward when he's immediately saying I'm a virgin blah blah now we know he was kind of just playing them but it just made me feel awkward <laughs> yeah I agree it was not it was not he approached that in such a weird way so okay with our love shows, um, we are going to start uh, a new segment here, which is Best Dressed. For me, for my best dressed this week on episode one, I put Peter Park for wearing the exact same thing on the first day that he wore on the first day last season. <laughs> what? The only reason I know that is because I watched the first episode this morning of season one. <laughs> Yes. So what was your best dress? I didn't know that was a thing that we were doing, so I don't have one. That's okay. Um, what was your best dress, Michelle? I don't I liked all the girls' outfits, but I really liked Louise's color block dress at the beginning. I think it was like pink and orange or pink and red. It looked really cute. Yes, I agree. I thought that yeah. All of them looked so good in their beginning dresses. I'm not surprised that you picked one of those. Yeah, they look great. Okay, and finally, episode one, MVP and LVP. Who was your MVP and who was your LVP this episode, Michelle? All right, I gave Peter the MVP because he made that immediate connection with Mia and he had every guy pissed off in that house, especially Mikey D and Danny. So 
I thought he was really the star of the show. And yeah. then LVP, we kind of talked about John. Um, my reason to give him the LVP is he eliminated himself instead of like being man enough to hear what Mia had to say about him. That showed like what an ego you have. And then when he was eliminated, he cracked me up because he said, I'm lit on Instagram and I have money. So I just thought that was funny. So he's the LVP to me. That's a great LVP. So for my LVP, I went with Jared. I was debating between John and Jared, but I went with Jared um, for telling both Tamaris um, that he liked her the best and then turning right around the very next day and telling Louise that they thought he thought that they had a connection during the elimination ceremony. Yeah. And then my MVP of this episode was Benedict. Um, I thought that a lot of the guys came off having me question if they were an F-boy or not. And I know that there were a couple things that she wasn't sure about, but I think that that really just goes with any guy. And overall, I thought he came off as looking really good this episode. Um, I like him. Yeah, I like him a lot. I'm not feeling Benedict. I don't know what y'all are seeing that I'm not. What? You don't like Benedict? Uh, I like him a lot. Uh, who was your MVP and LVP then, Abby? Okay, Peter, definitely. Um, just because I was happy to see him back. And then, God, I don't know. The LVP was so hard. Like, JJ and L, they all three sucked, so... I can't. Just I don't know if I can take one. Okay. I guess I'll go with John just because of the way he left. By the way he left, and it was so painful just watching him follow Mia around. It was just, it was mm -hmm. creepy vibes. So I guess I'll go with John. Okay, I completely agree with that. Yeah, he was a huge creeper. So yes, great, great picks for MVP and LVP for episode one. We are moving on to episode two. In episode two, um, we get a glance at um, Limbro just a little bit. We see um, Nikki talking to Garrett, but really that's all we see of, of Limbro in episode two, which was a little disappointing to me. Um, yeah, Garrett was on the last season of um, F-Boy Island, and he was just like the F-Boy of all F-Boys. Uh, they did like a social media search and they um, found that they thought that he had a girlfriend while he was filming. For those who watched the challenge or Love Island, that girlfriend was Lauren Coogan. So if you want to see um, her appear, then go back and watch season one. But um, yes, yeah, so the very first scene is just of, of basically how it ends last time of Limbro. That's all we see about Limbro. And then... Um, we pretty much just see them kind of talking and, you know, like having like their time back at the house. And then um, it gets into the girls picking their dates. So as far as the dates are concerned, um, do you maybe want to talk about or pick a girl to talk about, Abby, who they picked and, and a little bit about their date? Yeah, I guess I'll do, um, I don't know, all the dates, well, they were interesting. Um, I guess I'll do Tamaris and Tom, because I thought it was so funny, because mm -hmm. all, all it was was just, like, sexual chemistry. Mm -hmm. Like, they just 
his shirt comes off. She wants to see his tattoos. And she goes right down on the blanket and they're just making out. All the guys are spying on them to see what they're doing because they're on the beach. Um, so it just got really hot and steamy. And so why do you think that we could see that the guys could see their date, but like Louise and Mercedes went camel riding and Mia and Danny were like also away from the place. Like, why do you think that they picked Tamaris and Tom so that all the guys could watch their date? Well, the guys did seem to be, I don't know who it was, but they were like, all Tom is, is muscles and this. Mm-hmm. So I think they mm-hmm. thought it was odd that so, she even picked Tom. Right. But even during their date, she said, she goes, I want to find out if there's more than just a physical attraction. Uh-huh. But they didn't talk at all. Yeah, you're right. That's funny. But what she wanted to find out, they just went straight to the sexual stuff. So I'm like, that. Well, I mean, I'm sure that the dates are probably like hours long and we only see five yeah. minutes of it, you know? But I just thought that was funny because they didn't even air like a conversation. It's interesting to me because I feel like they, in episode one and kind of in episode two, they have really set Mercedes up to be this great villain that we've kind of talked about a little bit. But just the fact that they made it so that all of the guys could see this sexual chemistry that Tamaris and Tom were having, it makes me feel like they're setting him up to be a villain too, or maybe the villain. I don't know. Maybe they're going to get Mercedes like this, like redemption edit or something because of how well things are going with him and Louise and they didn't expect that. So they had to pick a new villain. I don't know. Oh, there's plenty of other villains. I don't know. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I just think it's, I just found it really interesting that we could see their date or they could see their date. And none of them had any shame about just watching. I wonder if uh, Tamaris and Tom could see them all watching their date. I don't know. I mean, they must know that they're not too far away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I agree with you, Christina. I don't, that's was that the first date of the episode? I think so. Yeah. Because I was wondering if they were all going to just be kind of out on the beach uh-huh. in different places. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, then yeah. we had Louise and Mercedes on their date, which shocker that she she picked Mercedes after last episode. But they do this, like, camel ride together, and it's really cute, and I'm starting to like Mercedes a little bit more this episode. Really? I am, yeah. I don't know, okay, I I feel like he's, like, a villain or whatever, but I just feel like, I don't know, he's he's a very good reality TV personality, and for me, I just, like, I'm just so drawn in by that. He's just the Amanda of the group, you know? Yeah. I mean, I like that he still was playing strategy on this date because he right away tells Louise Benedict um, is a 31-year-old TikToker with groupies. (laughs) Um, His last relationship was in high school. Like, he immediately started trashing that guy. Okay, so I have some thoughts on that, but we'll get to that later. But um, yeah, I he is immediately like talking game for sure. But I don't know if I like his strategy personally. So what did you think of Mia and Danny's date, Michelle? 
so what did they do? They just had dinner. It was like more of them just like kind of talking and yeah. chit chatting and getting to know like each other. Garden, it looks like they played yeah. cornhole. Oh yes, Abby's yes, and Abby's a cornhole expert. Yes. I'm surprised you didn't choose this state to talk about, Abby. <laughs> hey, I hear enough about damn cornhole. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it more than I have to. That's funny that you're the one who remembered it. I love that. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so they were really talking and Danny kind of like, Mia asked Danny, what do you want? And he kind of said, you know, I want someone who's loyal and independent they talked about his last relationship being eight months ago and Mia was asking him if he's ready and he said he's ready, he's old, he's 31 and there's not much time for him left. <laughs> that like took me out too, where he was like, I only have a small window left because I'm 31 years old. And she's like, yeah, you're 31 years old. And she's like, but you you look good. He's like, yeah, I don't look it though. I'm like, oh my God, these people think 31 year olds are like decrepit. It's it. It was very triggering for me. <laughs> well, I remember being like when I was like turned 31, I'm like, I'm no longer like I am in my 30s. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> now I would give it, it'd be awesome to go back to be 31. Um exactly. But I really liked Danny on this date. I thought all his qualities he was looking for in a relationship and a woman were like. Uh, uh, were great qualities and yeah it's my birthday first okay. I don't she just randomly started asking me about people's birthdays oh because well, I talked about age she heard me talk say 31 tell but really that, she tell says that mommy's she says that mommy's 22 and daddy's 23 when we're 42 and 43 I'm like I love it girl keep keep sucking up to us yeah I love that that's funny she's cute I agree with you Abby about Danny I Danny won me over on this date and I was even willing to forgive him for how like mm -hmm. passionate he acted in the last episode because I'm like maybe he just really liked Mia and he was like upset that this happened because they really seemed to connect they kissed they they had a good conversation he seems to have good intentions I really like him yeah yeah no i i like him too i just i don't know he's not one of my favorite people so far but he's growing on me okay um uh, but yeah overall i would say he he had a really good episode arc from one to two i like him a lot better than i did the first episode that's for sure so um then they get back to the house and they have this little party and um what's his name mercy or benedict decides to go straight to the source because mia talks to benedict about what mercedes had said about him on the date and so he goes up to mercedes and asks him about it because he's like there's no way my boy is talking about me like that and mercedes is just straight up like yeah i told her that <laughs> and Honestly, it kind of changed around the situation for me a little bit because at first I was like, I don't know that I like the way he's going about this. I really don't like the way that he's just throwing him under the bus, like let her figure it out for herself. Um, you know, on The Bachelorette, when people go and kind of tattle to the lead, like 
that's always like a sure sign that they're going home soon. Like you just don't do that. And so at first I like really, really, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of that move in general, but then, um, when it came back around and he just like completely owned it and was like, yeah, I did say that about you. I was like, okay, well at least this guy isn't trying to like sugarcoat around it and be like, I didn't say that, or she took it the wrong way, or this was out of context or anything like that. He just was really like owned it. So I don't know. I, I feel like in that moment it made, it just made it all the much, so much better for me. And then that's when we find out too that Nicolay uh, Nikolai, um, had called Louise a dumb blonde, and somehow Mercedes con convinces Nikolai that it would be a better idea for him to go tell Louise that he said that than to let it go back, get back to her, and just the fact that he was able to, like, mastermind the situation like that, um, I mean, this was Mercedes' episode. He he should be on Big Brother, right? Yeah, I really, I you know, like I don't know if you want to say love to hate it or whatever you want to say, but I I liked, I like Mercedes this episode. Um. So then after that, we get down to the elimination ceremony, and um. Oh, we, can I just back up for a second yeah. and talk about one moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Benedict and Luis were talking and she asked him, have you ever cheated before? Uh -huh. And he's like, no, absolutely not. That boy has definitely cheated before. Okay, so I wrote about this. Where did I write it? Um, did I write it? Where did I write this? I don't know. But I wrote it somewhere. But basically, I said, oh, I wrote it in my least favorite moments. Yeah. Yep. Um, so basically, I said, he says absolutely not, but he hasn't had a girlfriend since high school, so he couldn't cheat on anybody. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So it's like, absolutely not. It's like, well, you haven't had a girlfriend since high school, so good one. So I don't know. That's that was that was my thoughts on that. But yes, I completely agree. That stuck out to me too. Um, okay, so bottom two guys. Tamaris's bottom two guys, she chooses Jeremy and Nick P. Um, and she ends up getting rid of Nikki P. And yeah. on Nikki P's exit, he like tries to blow up the other guys and tells her that uh, Mikey D has a girlfriend and then he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he walked out early too, right? He didn't stick around. He he walked out early. No, um, he stuck around. No, he walked out. This is on one of my favorite moments. Okay, okay. We'll get there, we'll get there. Okay. So, Abby, do you then want to talk about either one of the other girls' bottom two? Well, yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about Luis's. Okay, go for it. It was Nicolay and dun-dun-dun, Noam, who got the <laughs> lanyard, who I haven't seen since. 
Um, and Nicolay goes up and tries to defend himself. And first he calls her Mia. Louise. He calls Louise Mia to clarify. Yeah, he calls Louise. Sorry, to clarify. He, these are Louise's bottom two. And he calls Louise. He goes, first of all, Mia. <laughs> She's like, first of all, maybe you should get my name right. I don't think she said that. That's what I would have said. Um, and then Nikki Glacier, when she's talking to her, she goes, she goes, uh, Mia, I mean, Louise, just like making fun of him. Oh my God. I was dead when she did that. That was so funny. Nikki was awesome in this elimination round. She had me cracking up the whole time, but, um, he is ultimately eliminated. And then he goes on to say his piece and end it with, and Louise, you are a stupid blonde. And he was, shocker, spoiler alert, a fuckboy. And I guess I forgot to say Nikki P was also an fuckboy. Again, shocker. Yeah, those were pretty obvious. I mean, yeah, I agree. I thought they were both fboys. Um, so for Nikolai, the thing is, and I hate myself for this, it's almost like I spoke, he like almost speaks a different language. He cannot communicate clearly, but it's almost like I was speaking the language he was speaking because I could tell when he said Louise, I thought she was going to be a dumb blonde. He meant that as a compliment. Mm-hmm. He did not mean it as an insult. He, in his head, it was a compliment to say, oh, Louise is a very, very smart girl. Like that's what he meant to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, I and that, if he said something like, wow, I'm really impressed by Louise. She's very smart. Great communication. Saying when I met her, I thought she was going to be dumb and she's a dumb blonde. I don't know. But I, I kind of spoke his language there for a second, which scares me. But he did. No, I get it. I, he, he communicated to her awful. Exactly. Awful. Is that a word? His communication of trying to tell her his, his point was, I actually felt bad for him in that moment. But then when you still go on and say, hey, you are a stupid, then I was done. I was like, whatever. Right. Yeah. So that's the ego, just like uh, John from the first episode. Yep. Oh, um, and then, okay, so then we have Mia. And Mia's bottom two, to me, just seemed like they're probably two, like, very nice guys that she just didn't connect with. It was Carlos and Brant. Carlos, we didn't see much of. And Brant, they kind of said, we didn't see much of Brant either, but they kind of said he's like the fun, weird uncle. So I think the thing with these two guys is she probably realizes they're both nice guys, but she's just not into them and none of the girls are into into them. So she ends up eliminating Carlos, but he actually seems like he goes out on really good terms with them all and kind of tells them all, love you girls, like it was great to meet you. So yeah, he was sweet. Very nice guy material. Nice guy, nice try, as Nikki would say. That's what she says. Okay, so I don't know if you guys realize that, but after everybody leaves, if they're an F-boy, she says F-boy, F-bye. And if they're a nice yeah. guy, she says nice, nice guy, nice try. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so my top two favorite moments of the episode, this episode, was Luis talking to Mercedes and saying he's saying all the right things, and it makes her antennas go up. So even though she's falling for it, um and I don't know if she's gonna listen to her own advice or not or what's gonna happen but I really like the fact that she seems aware of the situation that she's in and that she's like at least feeling it out instead of just like completely falling for it and I totally misinterpreted that that's the way I interpreted it anyways 
Well, you're probably, now that you say that, that makes sense. Cause she's like, it made, first of all, she said it made my antenna eyes go up. And is that how you say it? No, I, it's because she likes antennas, like, right? Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yours makes, so I thought she meant like, it made her, her antennas go, uh, whatever, go up mm-hmm. because she was like, like, oh, I really like this guy, but yours makes more sense. Yeah. So I think, yeah. So I think she's like feeling him out. And then um, my second favorite moment was Mercedes convincing Nikolai to tell Louise that he called her a dumb blonde. I just thought that that was a gold reality TV moment. Yep. I agree. What What were your top two moments, Michelle? Um, I thought Dana, Danny and Mia's date was really nice. I really like them together. I think they're a good fit. We'll see. And she seems to really like Peter. So we'll see who she ends up liking better, but I really like them together. Um, and then my other moment, oh, is when Nikolai went up to Louise and you can tell he had been drinking, um, to explain to Louise that he had called her a dumb blonde because all the guys egged him on to do this. And I thought it was so funny that Tamaris, and I think the guy was Nick W. They were standing right there. And the way they reacted was like how I was reacting at home. I thought it was so, they were so funny in that moment to me. And that he just kept going when they were there. Oh, I loved that too. Yes. I'm so glad that they, that you wrote that as one of your moments. That's funny. Yeah, that was a good, was a good one. Yeah. What was your other moment? Just Danny and Mia's date. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was really cute. Okay. Abby, how about you? What were your top two favorite moments of the episode? Okay, so my two are kind of tied in together. And now that I'm thinking about it, you you are right, Michelle. I mean, Christy, whatever. I can't even get y'all's names right. <laughs> I'm to remember You're these guys. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um was when Nikolai said, called Lauren that and said, or Luis and said that she was dumb and stu- or stupid blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mia, she gets up out of her chair. She's like, no, nobody's going to talk to my girl that way. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like, I loved her having Luis's, they all got pissed, but Mia was mad. Mm-hmm. And so um, this goes into my second favorite moment which you are right, Christina. Nikolai had, did not walk off until the girls, after he said that, the girls were like, just get out of here. Oh. Like, see you later. That's when he walked off. So he was still standing there. Uh-huh. And then poor Carlos, had, he was just sitting there. And he was like, is that my cue to go? <laughs> he was so lost. And they were like, no, 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 you can stay. Like, you're sweet. And Nikki's like, I didn't even get to say F boy, bye. Yeah, that was just, I don't know, that whole little sequence just, I loved it. Yeah, that's great. So what were your least two favorite moments? Um, My least favorite moment was Mia telling Peter and apologizing to Peter that she kissed um, Danny. Mm -hmm. I don't like, I don't, I don't think she felt she had the need to explain herself. I mean, that's what they're there for. And she seemed genuinely sorry about it and worried that he would be upset so I didn't like seeing her like that vulnerable like that Mm -hmm. and that apologetic for it so I didn't like that and then um, different like episode eight maybe you know when they form a deeper connection but this is week two like I totally agree with you 
completely. And then, I don't know what my other least favorite was. Um, I mean, probably in the same. I know I said it was funny, but it what it was the reaction that was funny. But I just thought it was pretty, pretty classless of of Nikolai to be like, "You are stupid. You are a stupid blonde." Yeah. So Nikolai calling Louisa <coughs> blonde was definitely my least favorite moment of this episode, for sure. I one hundred percent agree with that. Um, and then my other least favorite thing about this episode was Mercedes talking to Louise about Benedict and then Benedict talking to Ben or Louise talking to Benedict about the situation. So, um, I, that's when I put about Louise asking Benedict if he's ever cheated and he's like, absolutely not. Like, that's like preposterous when like, like I said earlier, he hasn't had a girlfriend since high school. So how could he cheat? And then, um, I did really like Benedict during their date last week, but this conversation just really had me questioning him a little bit as to if I was right about him or not. Um, just because he just didn't seem very confident or like the answers that he had, I guess, just like weren't what I would want to hear from somebody, you know, if I was like looking for somebody to spend the rest of my life with, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so yeah. what's y'all's gut reaction? What's Benedict? Is he an F boy or a nice guy? I really want him to be a nice guy. <laughs> I th- I think he's a nice guy, but Christina has me like second guessing with this whole hasn't had a girlfriend since high school. Is that another lie? Like he's 31, as we know, because Mercedes said he's a 31 year old TikToker. So how has he not had a girlfriend since high school? I don't know. Oh, that's what else I was going to say. I know, I know, Michelle, it's your turn. And maybe not one one of the best moments, but I really like that, that, that there's seems to be quite a bit of people in their late twenties, early thirties. And it's not just a bunch of like 22 and 23 year olds. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, what were your least two favorite moments, Michelle? So Nikki P, when he finally got his time with Tamaris, he started asking her questions, but not waiting for her to answer and then just asking more questions and just she would get out half a sentence and he'd, oh, but I'll also this and also that. It's just like my head was spinning. It was so weird. Yeah. And I don't know if these guys like during these nights, I don't know what, what they're called, but whatever, like mixers, I guess, are getting so drunk that they're like having trouble communicating because they're nervous, but like some of these guys are so like make me feel so awkward so that was one of my least favorite moments um and then my other least favorite moment that we already talked about is like everyone making the age 31 seem ancient like when mercedes said that benedict is a 31 year old tiktoker and then when danny said he's old and he's 31 his time is running out <laughs> uh, it triggered me <laughs> um yeah that I agree. That was good point, Michelle. Good point. So moving on to something a little more positive, um, best dressed of the episode. So for my best dress this episode, I put 
the two-piece pink tie-dye skirt and crop top long sleeve shirt um that Tamaris was uh wearing when they had like their after date conversations with the guys I personally I just loved how much the outfit that she was wearing complemented her pink hair I think it really brought out her hair and I really thought that the way that everything went together brought out like I just felt like her face was glowing and I feel like I don't know if it obviously that could have been her makeup but I just really liked the the pink outfit with the pink hair I just really thought that it made her just look great yeah that's her color for sure and then I also just I first episode and second episode I struggled to pick like one outfit because everything Mia wears is amazing so also just like everything Mia wears but this episode for me it's going to be Tamara's pink outfit what was your best dress Michelle I like the Amia's purple gown during the elimination. I thought that was gorgeous. That was definitely probably my second favorite. I loved it. And there's been in the first episode, I think when they met the guys and then once this episode that um, Mia's worn yellow. And I just think that it's just yep. a pretty color on her. She wore something like neon yellowish greenish too. And I'm like, I totally agree. That's, a, that's her color. It, it really is. Um, okay, so Abby, who is your MVP and your LVP this episode? Um, my MVP was uh, Mercedes, and my LVP was um, I'm gonna go with Nikki P. I don't know, Nikolai, Nikol, yeah, Nikolai mm-hmm. was lame, but I did kind of feel like his communication was just so terrible. Like I said, I almost felt bad for him and (laughs) Nikki P with just the like bullets of questions was Mm -hmm. just so too cringe for me. Like he was. Yeah. Yeah. Abby, that's who I had for my LVP, Nikki P same reason, weird questions, not smooth. And then I even think if you're an F boy or whatever, he even in his last moments he's like and Mikey D has a girlfriend so he has no loyalty to the girls he has no loyalty to the guys I don't know he he was a mess just not a good combination a a whole mess and then my MVP was Danny I think he really redeemed himself after a poor showing in episode one so good for Danny um so kind of like you my MVP this episode wasn't Danny but it was Mercedes just because of the huge role he played in this episode we got to see all different sides of him we got to see that mastermind we got to see good reality tv and so um unlike my feelings for him the first episode um i chose him as my mvp for episode two and my lvp was nikolai because of everything that happened with him calling (laughs) her a dumb blonde doubling down on it during the elimination ceremony all that nikolai was my uh, LVP this episode. Any final thoughts on F Boy Island before we move on to The Bachelorette? Uh, I want to say thank you to Swaz for recommending the show and um, setting it up so we could watch it. I really enjoy it. Um, I watch it in the middle of the night when I'm feeding my baby, <laughs> and it's it passes the time wonderfully. So thank you. 
It's a good show. It's really good. So, um, um, <coughs> I texted you guys in Swaz this morning after I had watched. So I was thinking we were recapping season. Well, I didn't know there was a season two. So I just started at season one and I watched the first two episodes and I loved it. And I texted y'all and said, so I do not know what the fuck y'all just talked me into watching, but thank you because it is so good. And so it's, it's so bad. It's so good. Uh-huh. So shout out Swaz. Thank you for, for, for making us onto this shit show. And it's totally fun to watch as we are watching the season of The Bachelorette where there's two bachelorettes because this is like almost a parody and like a humor, like a humorous version of what's going on on The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. I yeah, very accurate. So, Michelle, do you want us kick, to kick us off with our Bachelorette? Hey, guys, I'm sorry. I have one more question. Okay. Do y'all think Mikey D has a girlfriend or not? Oh, good question. Um, I think you might have like a situationship at home. I think that's possible, but I don't know. Cause at the end when they showed Danny, I think it was Danny and he was like, no, like that's my boy. If, if he had a girl, I would know. So I don't know. It could have just been something he was throwing out there too, but also maybe it's something that doesn't really matter. Like what, um, people who watched season one saw last season with Lauren Coogan because if it's something like that then I don't know who knows because Sarah after she talked to Lauren she was like very like literally last season when something like this happened they called the girl so maybe we'll get to see Mikey's girlfriend on the next episode who knows well, Michelle knows because she's seen the first six episodes. But... Oh, you have? Yeah. I watched ahead. So the only thing I'm going to say is, Abby, you said he looks like Ronnie. So I don't know if and he's like Ronnie in any other way. Anything is possible with him, right? <laughs> um. Okay. So any other last thoughts before we move on to Bachelorette? No? No. Okay, Michelle, get us started with Bachelorette. I want to hear all of your thoughts since this is your first season watching. Okay, so the first thing I want to say is I am getting inundated on my social media feeds with headlines about Bachelorette now. And I think this episode caused quite a stir with like mm-hmm. fans because there was a big page six article. I saw one on E. Um, but it seems like the whole guys rejecting the girls and the way in which they did it really caused a stir with fans and it's making headlines. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, so our episode mm-hmm. kind of gets started. We have two one-on-one dates and then we have a group date. So our first one-on-one date, um, Rachel chooses Zach. For her one-on-one date and they have Karamo hosting their date which obviously anybody who's listening to this podcast is probably also a challenge fan um so Karamo was originally on um the real world um Philadelphia I believe and then he was on um I think a season or two of the challenge as well 
So that was really cool that that kind of tied in. But of course, they didn't talk about that. They just talk about him on Queer Eye and whatever. But I thought it was awesome that um, they brought him on, especially since he has kind of a reality TV background and it just kind of, you know, ties in with the whole um, reality TV thing. So at first they just um, have champagne and they make mimosas and they had this like spa pedicure date type thing. Um, all of that was with Karamo and Karamo's just kind of like talking to him about his intentions and stuff like that. And then, um, they try. I thought that was cute. How he was asking him about his intentions. Yeah. I thought Karamo seems so like happy and just thriving and alive. So I just re, you know, y'all know I'm rewatching past challenge seasons Mm -hmm. and I forget which one he was on. It It was like season 10 or 11. He, he was just miserable on there. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So it was good to see him. In a happy light. Yeah. In a happy place. So after um, their little spa pedicure date, they try on red carpet outfits for a VIP movie night. And when they get to the red carpet, they find out that the movie is called Me and You. And it's a, what it, it's their own private viewing of home movies of themselves in pictures of like Rachel when she was growing up. And then there's a video message from Rachel's mom and Zach's mom. And it's just a super cute date. And then um, very emotional. I mean, they're just like, um, both of them are crying at their like home movies. And Zach ends up getting the rose at the end. Yeah, it was it was a very nice date. Like, I think uh, Karama was such a good host, and like he it seemed it seemed like he really cared, which was nice. I don't mm-hmm. know if he really cared, but it seemed like he really cared. So that was mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, and then in contrast, the next date, freaking Gabby and Eric, I thought was a hot mess. There was so much going on on the state. The grandpa's there. They're going to the sound bath. Now we're at the bowling alley. Now we've accosted a random grandma to come bowl with us. Now we're having an elegant dinner. I'm like, this. There's what is the through line for this date? <laughs> okay, so a little bit of a backstory here. So Gabby's grandpa was at Hometowns for her season, and he just like completely won over America. So I'm sure that that's why they brought grandpa back because yeah. he people just loved seeing him but yeah I I agree there was a lot going on this episode um have you ever done a sound bath before no have you yeah I have <laughs> um so, yeah so last year um I was working for this chiropractic place and um I was doing this marketing thing at this like holistic wellness fair And at the end of it, there were um, different things you could go to. And so I ended up going to the sound bath. It's the only time I've ever been to one, but it was the first time that I've ever been able to like reach a state of like actual meditation. And it was really cool. I loved it. It was, it was very, um, it's very clearing of negative energy. And like, you just come out of it just feeling recharged and so because of the energy that Gabby had before the day about just you know like not really um feeling picked by the guys or wanted by the guys or you know we see a little clip of her during Rachel's one-on-one date where she goes 
to um, the mansion and the guys are playing football and they're like more interested in like playing football and with each other than they are of like talking to her and getting to know her. And so I just thought that it was like a really um, appropriate thing for them to be doing um, just because of the way that she was feeling in those moments. But yeah, I thought it was super cool. I need to do that. That sounds amazing. I, I, I've seen it on other reality shows, like on Housewives, they've done it. Uh, I think on Real World Homecoming, they did it. But I've never done it myself. So that's interesting, Christina, you have experience. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a really cool thing. And then um, I don't know if you have seen, but there's been some like casting call, like commercials for... Yes. Did you see the ones for, um, I don't know if they even have it this time, but last season they had it for a, a senior bachelor where like you had to be like over 50 in order to apply. No, I didn't see that. Um, so they were like thinking about doing this like senior bachelor thing, or I don't know if there will be a season. I don't know if it's filmed. I'm not, I don't know. But I saw a lot of things on like Twitter and stuff of people saying that like, if senior bachelor is still a thing, then we got to get grandpa John on. He needs to be the lead. And so I know that America just loves grandpa John. Oh my God. I can't, they cannot. Oh my God. Senior bachelor. Okay. That'll be fun. You know what? You just reminded me, Christina, my first, my first job out of college, I worked at ABC Mm -hmm. and I worked with like uh, the guys in the operations studio They worked in a dark basement. Right. So like whatever, two days a year, they had the auditions or whatever for bachelor and bachelorette. And there was like lines of these beautiful women and these skimpy dresses and all the, that was like every guy who worked there's favorite day of the year when they did the. Uh, audition. <laughs> That's funny. The casting just made me think of that. That's so funny. Good insight. I love that. Um, Okay, so after, I'm sorry, do you want to keep talking about, I interrupted with the sound bath talk. Yeah, no, I was just kind of saying this date was horrible (laughs) because it didn't make sense. Like, not that it was horrible, like everything on its own is fine. I just didn't understand the connection between everything, but I guess they were trying to like make humor for Grandpa John. So him being at the sound bath, they had like some funny moments. And then at the bowling alley, they brought over the older woman so they could bowl in pairs. Um, So I kind of get what they were trying to do with that. And then we see Gabby and Eric go on their own for dinner. And Gabby, to me, was like very, very emotional on this date. Mm -hmm. Eric talks about his family. And I think it triggered her because now she's thinking about her family. And obviously, I don't know the whole story, but I've only seen her in these three episodes. I'm sure there was more on the previous season. But um, she talks about being estranged from her mom and she's kind of breaks down, leaves the table and says, she doesn't think she's sometimes doesn't think she's worthy of anyone to love if her own mother couldn't love her. And Oh my God, it just was like so deep, depressing and dark. And I feel really horrible for her. And I'm like, why is she on the show? She needs to be in therapy. And I hope she like is getting some sort of help. Cause I felt really, really like very bad for her. Cause those are very deep, like upsetting feelings for her to have. Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, yeah, that was a very emotional date. And when she got walk got up and walked away, yeah, that was that was uh that was really emotional. I mean, I didn't like cry during this episode or anything. I don't know that I 
every every once in a while there will be a tearjerker that'll get me but yeah that was a really emotional scene for sure yeah and I don't know that Eric really handled it that great he was okay like he didn't do anything wrong by any means but mm. he was just kind of there he really said the right things I don't know he was kind of mad to me he got the rose from her but I he didn't really make that much of an impression on me right so then we get to our group date. Abby, do you have any thoughts on either of those first two dates? Um, this is pretty much as far, as, I don't know. I just feel so bad for Gabby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when she was at the house, you could tell, sorry, I'm making something for Kyler. Um, you could tell that she was, she lacked self-esteem and I didn't watch the previous season, so I don't know what that guy did to her on it. Except I know it broke her heart. Mm-hmm. But I mean, with the mom thing being revealed and tied in, now we can see like why she needs this little bit of this validation from people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I did. I really. I, she's my favorite. Um, I mean, my favorite. There's only two, but I. I. I really like her. And she was, I thought she was so cute when she went to the house. And even though she was so upset about being ignored at first, she was just, she was tossing it with him. And she was just like, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> just walks off. Well, she, was she, said, she says, I, she says like, I don't want to play anymore. She goes, I never wanted to play to begin with or something like that. <laughs> so, so I just, I, I just don't want her to be hurt. I know. Poor Gabby. Yeah, I think that both of them got their feelings hurt quite a bit this episode, which is really interesting to me how there are two different guys and there's so much like hurting going on where like as we see on like F-Boy Island, there are three girls and it's just like not the same vibe at all. No. Um, like I They're can't- they two totally different they bring out two, these shows bring out two totally different okay baby emotions out of y'all right mm-hmm. yeah completely completely so then we get to the group date and the group date is like pretty much all the other guys in the house and it is a bridal photo shoot um they're like in their um wedding dresses uh, at first And then it turns into just like an overall, just like fun little photo shoot kind of thing. There's a car wash scene. There's a hospital scene. There's the Adam and Eve scene where we have Jacob's barely there outfit. Um, We have the pilot plane scene. And then of course we have the um, proposal scenes at the end. So um, the proposal scenes at the end were Tino and Logan for Rachel. And then Tyler and Nate um were the ones that proposed to Gabby so for me it just kind of seemed like the they saved the proposal scenes for a couple of the front runners for each of the girls yeah I agreed and it was kind of obvious too I'm sure the other guys in the house noticed it yeah um and then we get to the cocktail party and then at the cocktail party it is just um it's like it's not the cocktail party before the rose ceremony, but it's the the like after party for the um, photo shoot day or whatever. And um, we're this is where things kind of go downhill for me a little bit. Um, so we're first shown Rachel 
with two guys, two different guys. The first two guys that are shown with Rachel are super into her. Um, and then we see three guys with Gabby and tell her that they're not into Rachel they're, or they're not into Gabby, they're into Rachel. So right now it's like kind of making us seem like everybody's into Rachel and nobody's into Gabby. Yeah, and I mean, it, it was hard to watch the guys talking to Gabby. Like, mm -hmm. Tyler, the first guy, he was very just straightforward, to the point, didn't drag it out, didn't shit on Gabby, just was very fine about it. Mm -hmm. Then Hayden comes in and says she's rough around the edges and their morals don't line up. I, oh my God. Then Jacob said, even if she's the only person there, he would still leave. I, I couldn't believe it. And now that I'm thinking about it, Hayden and Jacob went to the Nikolai School of Communication because it's the same <laughs> shit that Nikolai did. That's so funny. I love that. <laughs> oh, it's cr it makes me cringe so bad because it's like, again, it's like, I know what they're trying to do, but they're just not communicating it right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Rachel's having a great date at this point, and Gabby, not so much. So when it gets to the group date, Rose, Rachel t thanks everybody for such a great day, and then she gives even her rose. And then we see that Gabby is so upset, she doesn't give anybody her rose, and she walks away, and Rachel talks to her, finds out what happened in the night. She's like, oh my god, I had no idea that any of this was happening, and she's just, like, really blown away with the stuff that Hayden said. And it's just, it is just not, not a good end of the night for them at all. No. And I think the guys all looked really shocked. Yeah. Like, what happened? Like, no one kind of could piece together what happened. Yeah. I, yeah, that was, that was such a, that was not... And I mean, and especially like Nate was on that date, like Nate should have gotten that rose, but like, like his proposal to her was so cute, but no, I mean, she's just so upset by the end of it that she just didn't give a, a rose to anybody. Um, so then we get yeah. to the rose ceremony and we find out that Jesse Palmer, our host, lets us know that they, can't, they know what they're doing. The cocktail party is going to be canceled. Gabby and Rachel um, are committing to dating separately. If they accept a rose tonight, they are committing to dating that one woman for the remainder of the season. And I want to say how great of a host Jesse Palmer is because when he came in the room, he's like, I know you guys weren't expecting to see me here the cocktail party has been canceled. Like he makes these like things that are just kind of in the grand scheme of thing, not that big of a deal, but he makes them so dramatic and makes the stakes so high. He's a great host. He, he did really good. Yeah. I think that's really interesting that you say that because I don't like Jesse Palmer as a host. No, I think he does great. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but that's I okay. Like I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense because you have only seen him as your host. Whereas like, you know, like Chris Harrison has been the host for so many years until he was no longer the host. And um, then the last two seasons, they had Tasha and Caitlin. And honestly, I don't know if I wrote this or not, but one of the things that I for sure thought um, during this episode was like, where is Caitlin? I need her talking to Gabby right now. And so 
I don't know. I really miss Caitlin and I really miss Tasha this episode. Um, Jesse just isn't as interactive as they were. I think that, um, oh God, that's going to come up if I do that. Um, I think that. Were they more like kind of like mentor figures versus being hosts? They were both. I mean, they were the only hosts, but they were also mentor figures. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I can see how that's a big difference if just from how Jesse's acting. But I mean, he does a he does a decent decent enough job. Um. Okay. Yeah, I like him. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I thought that I wrote some of this down, but apparently I never finished. So shout out again what? to Reality Steve. He is helping me out here. Um, no, okay. the people that were already safe and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, so Eric had a rose from yeah. the date. Um, Zach had a rose from his date. Avon had a rose from the mixer after the photo shoot. Okay, yes. And then we didn't have a group date rose from Gabby. That's right. Right. She was upset. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Those are the ones that are safe with roses. And then we have um, the math here is so weird. Okay, you follow Bachelor data now, right? Yeah. Okay, so she had this video where she breaks it down. She's like, how did they end up with the same amount of guys or whatever? And basically, um, it's literally because of of the way that they gave out the roses in the beginning. And then, um, okay, so we have Gabby's men are Eric, Jason, Johnny, Kirk, Mario, Michael, Nate, Quincy, and Spencer. And if you have like any more questions about how this is all broken down, then go check out Bachelor Data on Instagram. They have a really great video that really um, breaks down how this happened. Um, and so we have, for Rachel's guys, Avon, Ethan, Hayden, Jordan, Logan, Tino, Tyler, and Zach. And just the way that they showed it and the way they edited it was super weird because it makes it seem like um all these like three different people um tremaine alec and meatball all declined their roses from rachel but then um we have a question mark for james but because he comes back at the very very end in the credits and tries to tell which is um meatball tries to tell um you know rachel that he made a mistake and and he wants another chance or whatever um if you watch the preview to next episode at the end of the episode you see him in one of the previews so he she clearly takes him back which leaves them both with nine men each bachelor math wow yeah right so it doesn't seem like it should be that way because of the of the fact that they declined roses but because of who already had roses and I don't know. The way that they edited it, edited it is weird, but they each end up with nine. They each have nine guys left um, after I'm sure we see right away that um, Meatball comes back 
and is accepted into the house because he's literally in the preview to the next episode. So it's they not really a did. secret. Well, maybe <laughs> they're just I stop asking more. What? Maybe they're just talking more. Uh, no. I really don't want him to come back. He's just gross. Well, you see him in the scene with the guys, so. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely back for sure. Um, yeah, so what did you think about that really weird rose ceremony? It was so weird. We had three guys decline roses. So the whole episode was like the girls were like, we're taking our power back. And <laughs> then the, you have these guys decline the rose. I don't know. It just confused me because to me, you would think before the ceremony, Gabby and Rachel must have had a conversation like, I want to pick these guys. Who do you want to pick? And kind of figuring out who they were going to give their roses to, right? It's not just like a spur of the moment thing. They kind of probably talked about it. And then we see the guys decline the roses and they're just hoping that Gabby's going to pick them. That's what I didn't understand. Didn't Gabby already have her people picked? Yeah. So that's so. what I was going to say with when we were talking about F Boy Island earlier. And Abby, I think you said something like, well, obviously the girls talk and they know who the other ones picked. It's like, well, I don't. And I said something about like, we'll talk about that during Bachelorette. This is what I was talking about. Like how, why did those three guys think that there was a possibility that they could get a rose from Gabby? That just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Not, not for me either. So that was, maybe they thought they were going to be like rewarded for their honesty, because I do think, I do think the messaging probably was a little bit confusing because at the beginning of the episode, the girls were so gung ho, like we want to know who's here for which person. So the guys are trying to do that and let them know who's here for which person, but some of them are just not communicating it very nicely or kindly. So it's a little bit hard to watch. Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. So what were your top two moments of the episode? Um, so I thought I want to give props to Tyler and the way he told Gabby that he wanted to pursue Rachel because that was classy, especially when we saw it in the montage with how Jacob and Hayden did it. It was like the perfect way for any man to kind of like let a girl down, down. you know, let someone down easy. I just thought that was really classy and really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my other moment was, I, sorry, Christina, I really like Jesse as the host. He was cracking me up when he was like, Rachel, I'm sorry. I have to take this roles. And then like every other time he came in, he's like, so sorry. And took it. I don't know. He cracked me up when he was taking Rachel's roles away. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that. I can see that. Except for taking Rachel's roses away. I don't know. I feel like that was just so sad for her because she felt like she was being rejected, you know, it's just, it's just like rubbing it in a little bit but yeah I can being rejected by three guys but you have the nine other guys that all want to date you like okay like I get it though it's probably painful to hear um okay so my top two favorite moments of this episode was Karamo hosting Rachel and Zach's one-on-one -on -one date um and for me I just had to put that because it just like ties into our podcast so well with like the real world challenge roots. And so I had to put that. And then also Nate's proposal to Cabby during the photo shoot was so cute. I just thought he seemed like so genuine. And I just, I really liked that moment a lot. Those were my top two favorite moments. Um, 
I like I like that too. That was one of my favorite moments too. That was really nice. He really likes her, so that was nice. I think so yeah, yeah. I think he's in it to win it. Um. Okay. So my least favorite moments were when the guys were choosing to play football. When um she goes to visit them, and she clearly was not interested. Um. I hate that Gabby was crying all over the way. Uh crying over the way all the men were acting towards her when she came over. And I really just felt for her. Uh, I just, I don't know, feeling her, her feeling of being unlovable because of the feelings that came up because of her past and her mom. Um, And then, yeah, this is where I wrote Gabby really needs Caitlin Fristow in this moment. So I, yeah, I just, that just was so sad to watch. That was one of my least favorite moments. And then Hayden saying that Gabby is a little rough around the edges. How rude. I hate Hayden for that. I just, ugh. I, that was the worst moment of the episode for me by far. Poor Gabby. Yep. Oh, it hurt. Um, and kind of piggybacking off of that, I will say one of my least favorite moments is that Rachel still picked Hayden, right? She still gave Hayden a rose. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping we would see him leave. So that was one of my least favorite moments. Clearly, and she then, really likes him. Uh, uh, I guess. I mean, I, I, to be fair, she didn't see the way that Hayden said it to her. So maybe she would feel differently if she had heard that or seen that. Yeah. But yeah um and then my other one is i just like like if you compare how perfect rachel's date was to what a like mishmash of nonsense that gabby's date with eric was Mm -hmm. i just didn't think it was fair so and i don't really i don't really think eric is all that special either so that was kind of like a mad date for me yeah yeah it was kind of all over the place i can't agree with that for sure so who was your best dressed of the episode I can't remember if it's what Gabby wore on the date or if she wore it when she went to the house, but where she had like the jeans on and they showed her getting ready with the brown leather jacket and she was putting on her earrings. I thought that outfit was really casual and cute. Yes, I, yes, that was um, a really cute outfit. I love that her, it was like a brown leather jacket instead of um, like a black leather jacket. I think that, um, it really complements her like all of the you know skin tone better um yeah I just I I loved that too that was a great look great look and that was for her her date um got it for my best dressed Rachel's yellow dressed uh yellow dress um and that she wore for her date and I loved that cropped fur cardigan that she wore over it I just think that um for that red carpet look she just looked really cute and I I loved it I hated the yellow dress. I liked the fur. When she put the fur over, I was like, okay, it looks a little better, but I hate, I don't know. I didn't like the color of that dress, but. No, I thought she looked great. <laughs> but, um, okay. So how about your MVP and LVP then? Uh, I put, uh, MVP, I put Tyler because again, he was very honest, but he did it correctly. And we're seeing that maybe that's not the easiest thing to do is to let someone down and also be, you know, respectful in the same moment so I thought he, the way he handled that I gave him MVP and then LVP oh my god I gotta give it to all these guys for just like the horrible things they said so I, I, I at the end of it I picked Jacob because 
he like tried to do the compliment sandwich to Gabby where he was like, I really like you. But if you were the only person here, I would leave. But you're smoking hot. I'm like, oh my God, Jacob. Oh, cringe. Just yeah, cringy. that was, yeah. I know. And I really liked Jacob on his entrance and stuff. I just thought that he was such a fun character. But it doesn't surprise me that he, um, well, if he was on F-Boy Island, he would be an F-Boy. <laughs> we'll just say. Absolutely. Oh, that's a fun game. We can assign who's F-Boy and who's nice guy. Maybe we'll do that next time. Um, but I like I I like Jacob. I thought Jacob had a nice sense of humor because I remember when they were doing the pageant was it the pageant thing where he was like talking about how he was a mortgage broker. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I thought he was funny. So whatever. But he screwed up majorly. So goodbye. Totally agree. Completely agree with, with you on that. He was that was not his finest moment. And kind of tying in with that, my LVP was Hayden for calling Gabby rough around the edges. Um. <sighs> Yeah, that's and using the word moral. I hate it when he said morals. Ugh. Yeah, that was very, that was not a good scene to watch. That was very cringy for sure. And then I've talked about this a couple times. My MVP this episode is Nate for his pro- proposal during the photo shoot. Um, Gabby was too upset to give her him her group date rose. So I'm going to go ahead and give him my MVP. Yeah, he's. He might be my favorite guy right now out of all of them. Yeah, I really like Nate. I, I think he's going to go really far. I like him a lot. Um. Okay, so do you have any final thoughts about Bachelor or anything? Do you have any questions so far? I mean, I'm just so excited this is your first season and we're talking about it because we can actually talk about it, you know? How do you feel about that They now they both have two separate pools of guys to date? Do you think it's going to be better? I think it's weird that they couldn't figure out how to do it in the beginning um, with two guys personally. I mean, like I said earlier on F-Boy Island, there are three of them and they all have the same guys. Um, On Joe Millionaire, there are two of them and they all have the same girls. There are a couple girls, even the winner of um, the last season of Joe, Joe Millionaire, one of the girls or whatever, that one in the end, she's still with the person, but she didn't decide which way she was leaning until like literally like two episodes before the end. She went almost a whole season liking both guys. And so I think it's kind of weird that they couldn't figure it out because there are other shows that are doing the same thing and they're making it work. But um, I don't know, maybe the show is just like, too emotional talking too much about their feelings or I'm not really sure what it is but um for some reason they just couldn't figure it out so instead of I would rather watch them go their separate ways than watch Gabby cry every episode not thinking that she's good enough I know oh I agree oh I totally agree but I mean I wish they would like to play devil's advocate I wish they would look at it for, for with a little bit of perspective they're both dating however many men 30 men however they started with mm-hmm. all right what's the big deal if the guys start off trying to figure out which one of the two they like you know I, I it's not the biggest deal in the world and I I feel bad for them I understand it has to be hurtful and especially the way some of the guys said it but at the end of the day like they both still had a ton of guys interested in them it's not like they were like completely unlovable and someone had no one interested in them and someone had everyone interested in them it was still split pretty evenly Mm -hmm. 
Well, yeah, I mean, they both end up with nine guys, so it really is split evenly. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it was just a really weird, um, I just don't really understand why they couldn't make it work, but they, I, it's okay. Uh, I think that the, what, what they're doing will be good. I'm excited to watch it. I think it'll be better because they'll have each other to lean on more. Um, I get what you're saying about, you know, like, of course they, they can figure out which one they like the best in the beginning. Um, I think it's like with having, I can't remember if it's like 10 or 12 episodes a season, but I think three is just a little early to do that. But I mean, if that's what they want to do, that's, I guess, feelings are very rushed and very, um, like put center stage very early on, you know, like, like we talked about last week, there's kissing night one, a lot of it. And so I think just this bachelor bubble that they're in, I mean, it has to be the reason why they had to, had to do things the way that they're doing, but yeah, no, I'm excited for each of their journeys. I think that it'll be really good. And you know what, now that we're talking about this, I'm remembering, I think in the preview, Logan starts having second guests second thoughts about picking Rachel right so I don't even know if this is going to solve the problem if certain guys are going to want to flip-flop again yeah and I think as a if you're coming into this strategically and let's say you picked Rachel and you're realizing oh god Rachel really likes Zach there's no way she's going to pick me I'm going to get eliminated soon why not be like oh my god I think I love Gabby and try to switch it up you know what I mean just to keep yourself on the show so I don't know and Logan saw, seems like a strategy guy to me, so I don't know. Right, and we saw in the last episode that he was interested in both of them. That's never been a secret, so I guess we'll just see how everything plays out. I don't know. I, I'm i excited for the season, and I'm also really excited for the season because this is the first season, I think, in, I mean, ever since Reality Steve started spoiling things, that he doesn't know the ending. So, oh, I was wondering if there were spoilers for this. Okay. So I know the final four for each of the guy, each of the girls, but I don't know anything past that. I don't know who makes it to overnight dates. I don't know who makes it to meet the parents. I don't know who wins. I don't know if they get engaged. If they both get engaged, I don't know if one of them ends up going home single. I have no idea because it's, it's not out there. And as soon as Reality C finds out, he'll put it out there, but he doesn't know yet, which is, it's been harder for him to get, he's gotten less and less spoilers since um, they started doing filming differently because of COVID. So there's been less spoilers for each of the last seasons, but it's still always eventually got spoiled. This is the first time that I, that I can remember anyway, going this far in without being spoiled completely. So. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that makes it fun. Yeah, kind of. I mean, and I know you like spoilers, but that kind of makes it fun. Yeah, I mean, and it's just different for me because I have been following Bachelor spoilers since I started watching this Crystal season, you know? So I've never not gone a season of The Bachelor unspoiled really until now. And I, I mean, I do know the top four, but like so much can happen between four and the finale. So I, when I you say top four do you mean the top four for Rachel and the top four for Gabby or top yeah. two for each? okay yeah so like really the top eight yeah okay cool yeah 
yeah so it's really it's interesting for me for sure so yeah this is just a really good season I'm looking forward to it do you have any other final thoughts no I think that's it for now I'm interested to see how next week's gonna go for Rachel and Gabby hopefully they're a little happier less tears yeah for sure all right well thank you everybody for tuning in um, we will be back to recap the, or analyze, I guess we should say with our analysis of the challenge USA and all-star shore on Monday. And then we will be back again next Thursday to talk about F boy Island in the bachelorette. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you soon.